Boom, we're live. What? I said boom, we're live. Oh, great. How's it going, Billy? Yeah, it's, it's going awesome, man. How are you doing? I'm in a great mood. Are you? Goddamn great mood. How are you doing? Is that because of me, partially? <clears throat> no, I had literally no, not nothing at all. to do with you. Oh. Well, maybe. You started something which put me into a great mood. I did find something very nice for us to watch, which we did. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Classic uh, coming-of-age movie, even though it wasn't a John Hughes uh, picture. And, uh, yeah. Oh, it's and, we've, and we've been uh, going back and forth about uh, how we, bad we wanted to see it, actually, for the last couple of weeks. And what should come up on the boob tube tonight? One of my favorite coming-of-age movies, Super Bad, which I hadn't seen in forever. But uh, what are you doing? What do you mean? I don't know. You're doing something. Talk. I'm talking. Don't worry about what I'm doing. I got to wonder what those fingers are doing over there. Man, what a great... Uh, it's so good, and it's been so long since I've seen it, so all the, the jokes flying at me were fresh and... Yeah, it was. Uh, I hadn't seen G's for probably about at least five years, and... Um, I'd forgotten most of it. I don't know. I, I don't know if it held up as much as it as I thought it did or would have. It held up beyond a hundred percent. It was no uh, held high. It was off the ground. It it wouldn't have been as good as the sixteen candles that I wanted to oh see, my God. which you told me. Uh, no, you put a moratorium on that for tonight. Yeah, absolutely. It's John Hughes, man. You can't <sighs> go wrong. Yeah, you can go wrong. How? But We've been into that before. Mm. We don't need to get into that again. Um, super bad, man. How great. It's like uh, Dazed and Confused, American Graffiti, even uh, Detroit Rock City, which we saw no. a bit of last oh, night. shit. All in the place don't of one day. Don't put Detroit Rock or uh, what's the other one you said? Dazed and Confused. Yeah, that's American garbage. Graffiti. American Graffiti you can keep because that is a classic. Mm. What about Losing It? Remember Losing It? That is one of my favorite coming-of-age no, movies. No, I don't uh, remember seeing Holy it. Holy shit. Who's in it? Uh, a little unknown actor called uh, Tom Cruise. And uh, my man, Haley, uh, uh, Jackie lose, Earl Haley. Losing it was the movie he made after Risky Business. If I remember correctly, right? I don't, it might have been before. It was right around that time. I think it was, I think it was the one after Risky. He would have been a hot commodity after Risky Business, though, wouldn't he? Like, he was unknown. He would have never taken this role. Was Risky Business a success right off the start? I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if it was. I think so. I, I'm going to say yes. I'm betting you a big breakfast. Uh, losing it was done after Risky Business. Uh, Shelley Long was in it, and they were driving around this uh, amazing 57 Chevy Bel Air, which was uh, like another character in the movie. They drive down to Tijuana to uh, get laid. You know what I'm talking about? No. You never did that? Drive down to Mexico? Yeah. No. I would never go to Mexico. Anyways, no one knows about this movie. And certainly Tom Cruise isn't going to talk about it, but you got to go and find this movie and watch it. I think it's actually I'll watch YouTube. it if you watch like no. Breakfast Club with no, me. No, it's not the same. We're talking about raunchy coming-of-age movies that are awesome. And Breakfast Club is not a coming-of-age movie? Yeah. Yes, if it is. If you want to be bored to death. Oh, Sorry, there's not shooting and titties in your face every two <laughs> seconds that you need shooting. to keep your attention. 
Yeah, no. I'm I mean, there for dialogue and intellectualism. Yeah, well, you got dialogue right up the yim-yam for what? Well, how long is that movie? Four hours long or is it five hours? I don't know. It's not long it, enough. I don't know. You got to set up a tent in your living room and camp out to get through it all. Uh, but we got to get back to Superbad, man. There's so many funny. I wrote down a couple of funny bets. Cause they were, well, they, right off the bat, you were all over me about penis talk. <laughs> and, and penises and coming at your face. That's the most, the thing I remember most about this movie is all of the illustration of Peni and uh, how, well, how well done they are. If I was to psychoanalyze you, I would say that you have uh, some kind of complex or, you know, issues. As he said, a something. triumphant, uh, veiny monster he was yes. trying. <laughs> but the, he said stuff. Uh, oh, I, I did like it when he drew the pube, the curly Q pube hairs on it. <laughs> That was my. Uh, was yours? That was my trademark. Whenever I did those. Oh, you're all about the hair. Yeah. Oh, that's that's interesting. <laughs> the five or six pasta strands of curly Q hair coming out of the ball sack. Oh man, he said uh, because he managed to get some hand jobs early on in his life, he was the Orson Welles of teenage sex. He got it all too early. <laughs> he could never regain that kind of power. And he was saying, uh, you know, the main the main uh, deal of the movie was to. Uh, to get on with this extremely hot, uh, hot chick uh, played by. She's not hot, but. <laughs> not hot. Uh, what's her face? Emma. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Yeah, this is her first major role, I think. And he said, uh, listen, he broke it down into, into the, the time. So uh, two weeks hand job, one month blow job, and then you're off to the races. <laughs> I, that- think, I think her breakout role was. Um, uh, the one where uh, she get, she gets branded as a slut with um, yeah. Easy A. Easy A. I think that's the one that really broke her out. I enjoyed that movie for some reason too. You would. I don't know what that feel. It's like that whole thing where it's a, the genre or storyline where it's like the teenage boy and girl and they're still in school and it just reminded me of like the old uh, the old movies like the one with Patrick Dempsey in it. What is that one with the telescope? You know what I'm talking about? No, I stopped listening to you. Oh. Oh, I'll just keep on talking then. <laughs> a Dick. telescope. Oh, you talk about your teenage girl movies, and we're, we're talking about super bad, man. Well, I mean, Jesus it's a teenage Christ. angst movie, is it not? And her breakout role was this movie, Super Bad. She mm. got Easy A because of this. Yeah, but I think Easy A put her out there in terms of being able to really act, too, right? There's a lot of compliments to her on that movie for holding. The title role and doing what she did in it. Why do you keep pulling this towards Easy A? I'm talking about super bad. I'm talking no, about no, losing we're, it. We're talking about I'm talking Emma. about dazed and confused, Detroit Rock City. We're getting down and dirty. No, huh? yeah. no one's talking about uh, Detroit Rock City <laughs> or other <laughs> bullshit that you're fucking. You're hippie nonsense, man. <laughs> when Seth was trying on clothes, he had cargo pants on. He said it wasn't going to work for him because no one got a blowjob in cargo pants since Nam. <laughs> The script for this is is just amazing. You got uh, Seth Rogen and his writing partner partner Evan Goldberg wrote this puppy when they were what thirteen years old. I think that's what he said before. Yeah, thirteen. They finally completed it maybe when they were fifteen, and they had all that time until they hit it with Judd Apatow to massage the script and keep it going and add stuff and uh, make it flourish. It's it's like a big band when they come out with their first album and it just goes through the roof, right? Because that band had been working on those tracks since they could write songs. 
That's what this script was. This script they've been working on since they could write scripts. And, uh, man, it, it, uh, I love it. Spermicidal lube. You bring that on your first date? No, because I'm a fucking dude. <clears throat> He's and right. That, what he said about the spermicidal lube, I won't repeat it, but he was right about it. 100%. Anyways, people got to get out and uh, watch this movie again because it, it's genius. Too bad they can't give awards for, like, comedy. Comedy mo- movies don't get respect. Plus, this Calm was down. on the heels of uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin, which brought the return of R-rated uh, movies to uh, the top of the box office. It probably saved comedies. You know, studios were afraid to do R-rated comedies. What, you think 40-Year-Old did that? Yeah, absolutely. There weren't... There weren't R-rated comedies uh, since, what, the 80s? Because they didn't think they could make bank on an R-rated comedy. Why do you get so excited about comedy movies? <laughs> Why don't you have any respect for comedy? I do. I just, I, I don't go crazy about it like you do for some reason. Uh, it's like a it's like a well-crafted uh, pastry. It's got so many layers and uh, it's yeah. much harder to pump out a comedy than it is a drama, I think. I don't think it's harder to pump one out. It's harder to pump out a good one. I'll give you that credit. Mm. What about, uh, so are we going to watch Losing It later? No. We are definitely not going to watch that. Do you think uh, Ramvox has seen uh, Super Bad? Or any uh, of those uh, comedy hmm. movies I mentioned? No. I don't. <laughs> No offense, Fox. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think that's his uh, his genre. Well, we know he's got something against Sandler. And in modern Sandler, you might have a point, but uh, we'll have to get him on to the early stuff. No. Actually, you're, you don't understand it either, right? I, I'm just not going to waste my time. <laughs> I got better things to do. All right. So that's what we did. That's why I'm uh, in a good mood. What uh, what have you been up to? We're talking face-to-face, by the way. You should let the viewers know, listeners. Finally face-to-face again. What, just like the last episode? Uh, yeah, just like the last one. Well, as long as you're happy, glad we're doing back-to-back shows. Yeah, got to keep this engine What were we talking rolling. about last time? I don't remember. Well, who knows? Uh, so how's your... Uh, we're in the, the middle of the night again. How's your sleep been? I see you're still at least awake. Well, today was busy because I had to... Uh, Here we go. <clears throat> I did a half... Uh, like a, went home, took care of the kids, laid down for an hour, and then I had to get up, move some furniture, and uh, have another sleep again. So <clears throat> I didn't have one of my, uh, my best sleeps. I don't know. But the other day was... Um, what happened? I was doing my thing. You're doing your thing? What's that mean? <laughs> I put the kids, uh, took care of the kids then and laid down and decided to uh, take care of some business before I passed out. What? Did you pull the goalie at the end of the game? <coughs> what? <laughs> Who talks like that? Come on. It's a teenage kids. You felt you had to get to sleep and there was only one way to send you off, I guess. Yeah, and then I... Uh, no, I just wanted it. Ah, fuck, I fell asleep again before uh, <laughs> mid business. 
and then woke up like 45 minutes later, still in the same position. So I, I, I swear to God, I can't believe how no one like, walks in. Uh, what is going on with you, man? Just utter exhaustion. And what, like your, your computer uh, open on no, your I chest? No, I was doing. <laughs> oh, this was going from the internal memory banks. What? Yep, busting out the old footage. Went through the old Rolodex. Wow. Yeah, you gotta do that sometimes. Mind you, it's uh, I've got very limited stock. Oh, you're calling up personal stuff. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I just uh, I was really exhausted. So I just, like I said, passed out and woke up and uh, realized I was still in the same position and nothing had finished. And uh, so then I finished it on principle and passed back out to sleep again. Oh, what a life you lead. Am I saying this uh, eloquently enough that um, I'm not <coughs> offending anybody? I love it, man. This fits in well with the super bad theme of the, the episode. Uh, well, I'm glad I could tie it all in. <laughs> Maybe I should write my own movie one day. Did you ever do shit like they were doing in this movie where, uh, you know, the, the big uh, problem is to have to buy uh, alcohol when you're <sighs> underage? The, uh, no, the I bought ID. alcohol the first time. First time I bought a case of a beer was I was actually legal. And I never bothered with the fake ID or bullshit. I wasn't really into drinking. And then I started doing it. Um, what did I buy? I bought a case of Carling because it was cheap. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like a backyard party, and I think I drank most of it, and that was it. Yeah, from what I remember. Yeah, we could always find someone to go and uh, get it for us. Or I, I, I remember one friend was like a year older, so uh, but he wasn't a drinker. He didn't like buying it for us. But uh, I remember one time we talked him into getting us some stuff. Gave him a whole whack of money. He goes to the liquor store. He comes out with one six-pack of Beck's beer. You know, it's got the fancy foil on the top. It's imported beer. Yep. <laughs> the skunkiest, most expensive beer you could find. And because it's so expensive, he only got to buy a six-pack. When he comes back, what are we supposed to do with this? Really, between three of us. <laughs> well, that was good times. And of course, I don't even drink beer, so <clears throat> anytime I got handed beer, it was like, ugh. Why don't you drink beer? I, I never acquired the taste for it. Probably because those early days, like I remember one party where I was given uh, a six-pack of old Milwaukee Tallboys, unrefrigerated. Mm. There you go. Have fun. You know what, though? I like drinking, um, I don't mind drinking warm beer, like, especially if it's like a Guinness. I'll open it, and if it sits there for like an hour, I could care less. Doesn't matter. I think you just drank the wrong beers. Like you never, you weren't buying the high end imports, so you're drinking like the swill. Well, yeah, we had that Bax beer one time. It was very skunky. Have you ever had that? I've had Bax, but I don't really buy it, so it's not one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, when you're young and you're binging on something and it's shitty beer, you're not ever going to acquire the taste yeah. for well, it. Also, that's why I bought the Carling, right? Because it was one of the cheapest beers you could buy back then. Mm, probably Old Mill was cheaper. <laughs> probably. Anyways, never bothered with uh, the beer ever since. Why? Well, why you should. Why bother? Because it's a nice taste. I like the hard stuff. Give me the hard stuff. No, it turns your stomach. 
Well, if you you know if you go crazy with it. Well, isn't the idea to sometimes go crazy? Yeah, and we've we've been there. We've been. It's on winter the season floor. now, though, so I'm this I'm I'm transitioning over from my summer beer to my winter wine. Oh, here we go. <laughs> just come back from Florence. <laughs> I'm just telling you. That's what I do. Okay. It's it's winter time, and beer is more like a nice, cold, uh, hot day drink outside. So when you're inside in the winter time, it's nice to have like a glass of wine. Well, what's the wine that's uh, that you got that you? I just buy Italian stuff, so of course, nothing uh, nothing crazy. What's that really good uh, Italian wine I used to get with the, uh, the very shapely bottle and has like twine on the top, cork, like a Fazzi, Fazzi, maybe it's Greek, Fazzi Battagalia? That's the one. Uh, I know a good site though if you're looking to buy some everyday drinkers oh. though. Oh, please. Maybe you should check out uh, www.nosnob.com. I hear they've got... Uh, Good wine reviews there for uh, uh, basically wines that are under twenty dollars. And the tagline is I forget. <laughs> Smart, funny, tasty. Something that's yeah. nosnob.com. He did a good one. Uh, he reviewed uh, one of those Gretzky wines. Yeah, I think a Baco I like Noir, those. which yeah, I, yeah. I really like. The anything Baco, I love. And yeah. so that uh, was cool that he did it, so I could find out. You know what he thought of it. I hit up that. Uh, Hepped up. Uh, not done. Sorry. So he uh, he reviewed it as drinks like juice. <laughs> so <laughs> that can be good or bad. Anyways. Does it drink like juice or does it drink like orange drink? Ooh. Yeah. I was going to say, I hit up that Gretzky's winery um, one trip back from uh, Niagara. And it's this little shithole on the side of the road. Wasn't impressed with their actual building and like the teenagers running it, so I just completely shrugged the wine off and said, "You guys are idiots." And it's not cheap. No, it, it's it's not expensive either, though. It's one of those. I think they got their expensive ones like anything else, but yeah, uh, the majority of it's an what I call an everyday drinker, which is like around twenty bucks a bottle. Yeah, I guess. I'd like to see a little bit less than that, personally. Well, I think this nostop.com choice was under $20. You should check it out. Maybe you should uh, bring in some bottles for us to sip. Uh, to sip? As we do stuff. I don't know if you'd appreciate it. <laughs> no, of course not. Why won't you try anything other than Italian wine? It's great. Well, I have. I, I like... Um, uh, Chilean wine's pretty good. Same I just wine. prefer the Italian stuff just because of the whole ambiance and the culture behind it. It's just I'm not big on the French wines. Well, my eyes are not crazy. Back. <laughs> or guy the, roll coming. Find the California's boring. The Ontario wines are okay. I don't know. I remember when I was. Uh, I like the uh, Super Tuscans. I remember like years ago, I banned myself from the French wines, which I loved because uh, they started nuclear testing over again. But that was like 15 years ago. So I finally let it go, and I'll drink French wines again. What do you mean? They're testing in the wine fields? 
No, they were uh, they were like the one of the few nations still oh, testing still nuclear that. weapons. On uh, I can appreciate your your protesting of them. Yeah, it's uh, ridiculous. It's a worthy cause. That's what uh, that's what everyone was doing. They're one still th- trying to make up for uh, running away in the war and giving up so easy. I think. Oh, was that why? Yeah. Wow. Well, they're trying to prove something. I wonder if No Snob remembers that uh, boycott. That wine boycott due to nuclear testing. Well, if he wants to let us know, he can always send a message to uh, start to continue mail at gmail.com. Whoa, email address. The yep. rarely heard email address. We never plug that anymore. Or stcpodmail.com. Dot, uh, stcpodmail at gmail.com. I didn't even know we had that one. Yeah. Come on. People who don't want to type that much. Yeah. You know who you are. Send oh. us a question in the emails. What, uh... Oh, you want to do, uh... you want to take a page out of my Transformers and Beer podcast? No, I'm not done talking about uh, things you've been up to. Well, this is part of it, Chico. All right. You can do a... Can do a an unvideo unbox... Okay, I don't know what you're talking about now. The package right beside you there. Oh, what? What's that got to do with trannies and beer? Well, because we do a, tra- a Transformers show and tell. Oh, I see what you're saying. Where, yeah. where I surprise M or vice versa <laughs> with, oh, look what we got. And then you describe what it is to the listeners. Well, if there's any folks out there, I don't know why, who haven't heard the trannies and beer podcast, they should check it out. Um, be found at uh, angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. You're up to what episode? Uh, Jesus, we're like 38, 39. Is it? Yeah, I, around I there. I listened to the last one. I got to say uh, it was pretty good. Um, yeah, tell me why. <laughs> tell me why. I don't know. You guys I'm had... always fascinated that you actually listen to our podcast. Yeah, of course. Everyone should be uh, if it ever no, appears on <clears throat> iTunes. I'm not. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying that it's bad because it's good, but I'm just. I'm fascinated by the fact that you're actually, uh, you listen to it because you're not that big into Transformers. What are you talking about? I'm not that big into, just because I can't afford your kind of expenditures and lifestyle to be part of that club, that doesn't mean, uh, you know, I don't have a history with uh, Transformers. So then, okay, let me ask you again. Why did you enjoy the last episode so much? Well, because you had lots of good stories about uh, the eBay and Kijiji uh, follies and the pitfalls oh. you can come across. Oh, that's um, not too hard, though. No, but... Uh, There's always some utter nonsense with, a, with the fucking dummies that pollute that entire system. Yeah, if you want to hear some stories... People the, are stupid. Well, even delivery shit. You were telling delivery story problems. Yeah, which, he, uh, uh, M was... Brief rundown is M was waiting on a package to come. And for some reason, Canada Post... Uh, deemed the package undeliverable. Right. What blew my mind away is that when he contacted customer service, they they what they couldn't find the package even. Yeah, mind you, it wasn't like a big box item. This was um, this was an envelope delivery. So, which is by far one of the smallest he's he receives. You know, something that could easily fit inside his his uh, Canada Post mailbox and. Which, is, which has happened many times in the past. And um, 
I don't know. We read up on it, and like, there's different options as to why something is deemed undeliverable by Canada Post, such as like uh, the seller may not have put the correct address on, uh, and the package opened somehow within transit. That's the thing is package made it all the way like really close to where yeah. he would pick it up and then it was deemed undeliverable and then they lost it, right? It, they well, then it got sent back to, it gets sent back to some processing center, which takes apparently all the, uh, all the packages, uh, uh, that are deemed undeliverable all over the country. And uh, put into into uh, one place, which then it then gets sorted out, and then finally decided upon whether it's destroyed or uh, or they try to re-deliver it again, right? So anyway, it's not a big deal. He's not going to take a hit on it because it's not it's nothing uh, with him or his doing that it was deemed that way. So I wonder if he's uh, in the time since we've done it, received it, or got in touch with the seller and said, you know, this is what happened and blah, blah, Yeah, so it's just interesting to hear different things that can happen. And even Kijiji, and he's got a whole whack of stuff on Kijiji. So if you're looking for, like, quality transformer stuff, uh, look on Kijiji right now because he's he has, like, a lot up there, eh? Like, big, big well, prices. <clears throat> Is it more a big price per unit rather than the quantity? Is that, or does he have a lot of units? Uh, there's a lot. He's actually in the process of maybe organizing a deal of selling like 18 to one seller or to one buyer. So I liked all that talk because it wasn't just all like uh, where you guys talk about the elbow, elbow joint of uh, Shockwave for 35 minutes. You know, it wasn't that. Oh, and how it was designed properly? Hmm. I don't remember talking about that. This ball joint here, it only rotated 36.5 degrees. Anyway, you want to get to uh, pull out that big package? No, I'm not done talking about your tranny stuff here. I had more to say. All right. Um, So when you guys put up that kind of uh, merchandise on Kijiji, what are you looking for? Are you looking for retail? Or are you looking for a wholesale price? Um, to be honest with you, I personally am I'm looking for to at least make what I paid for it. Well, you mostly pay retail, right? So you're looking to get retail on Kijiji. Uh, well, not necessarily because depending on how the item was bought, it could have been bought in a lot where then, you, then you've got a good deal on it or... Um, I'm trying to think of the stuff that I have on there right now. I'm taking, I'm taking a hit with the stuff that I have personally posted because it's right now, it's just not very popular. And I, and I sort of bought the wrong, I don't know, the wrong toy line at that time. This was a number of years ago. So to get rid of it now, it's. It's a matter of uh, taking a bit of a hit. I'm just wondering what your exp- what you know, you and M, your expectations when you go on Kijiji. Me, when I'm shopping Kijiji, I expect wholesale. You know, I don't really want to pay retail for things. I know, but you're not going to find that with with uh, TFs. I know. I don't think you're going to find that with a lot of things anymore, to be honest with you, right? No, not the way things are going. That's, that's the way it used to be, you know, uh, Kijiji. Like even uh, with the video games, it's... Um, We've seen how it is, man. 
yeah stuff is is marked up considerably and Although, um you know the odd time something will squeak out there of course it's gone instantly but <clears throat> still like to believe there's a wholesale option out there somewhere hmm. anyways good luck to him to get rid of all that stuff yeah i don't think he'll have an issue can't wait to hear uh I've been actually going through a bit of my collection trying to decide if I should just uh, get rid of some more or leave it as is. Not that I need to, but I don't know. It's just stuff that's going to be there that I'm not going to touch and that I've got duplicates of, not necessarily in the same box, but of the same figure in different variations. So I guess I'll just have to wait and see and maybe sit myself down and really have a heart to heart and decide what I really need to keep and get rid of. And you guys were calling out a guy on uh, Kijiji who was playing games with you guys. So that was oh yeah. Funny. That was funny, man. It's not, that guy always seems to pop up somehow and do some D bag kind of move where <laughs> fuck, I like to call that guy out sometime. Oh, you did. Well, it's funny is he was like, he's like playing both uh, sides of the table as a seller. He's saying he needs all this dough, but then he's a buyer with you guys too, saying he doesn't have any dough, you know? Yeah. And uh, cut him some slack. Please help me out to complete my collection. And he's got, I can imagine how big this guy's collection is. Well, I which I don't mind helping someone out, but it should be like a tit for tat, you know, like, if you're buying from him, he should sort of offer you the same sort of uh, expectations that he's expecting to get in return. You know, it's all about karma, right? You can't be a dick selling something and then expect, you know, people, the word not to get out or the same uh, person to try and get something back from you and then, you know, do it to you back in return. All right there, Home Slice. What do, you, what do you want me to do here? What do you want me to do? Take that big box and bag. Yeah. Bring it over to the mic and uh, describe what you see as you're opening it. Do the box first. This is an item that um, my brother found for me on Kijiji for an extremely good price. And uh, finally delivered. Well, he came over today and finally delivered it. So describe, Shit. man. Shit. Uh into the mic yeah i don't know i'm looking at it you open up a shoe box open up can, a you, shoe can box. you describe this as you fucking describe those shit comedy movies you watch <laughs> there's nothing to describe everyone knows what this is well if they could if they saw it i know uh you always say that you're looking for a bone white version of this uh, the lights are kind of dull in here can't see if it's up to Joe standards. It has a power button. It has a reset button. And it's got uh, an eject button, a plunger, so to speak. Right? And a slot. Just say what it is. I'm not playing guessing games. Well, I thought you wanted to play a guessing game. No, that was the just, whole point. No. It's Super, it's Super Nintendo. Model SNS001. Yes. That's the one you want to get. That's the one I want, is it? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, for some reason, I never bought myself a Super Nintendo. So we talked about this a, uh, a while ago. Yeah. How, uh, I wasn't sure if I wanted to get one because I knew then I'd have to buy games, and it's so expensive to buy games for this system. Yeah, that's the real unfortunate thing. Um, 
So yeah, he was able to find me one on Kijiji for fifty dollars. That's the one. Um, he was telling me about it. Like this is the model where it came out after the original ones, where they fixed the uh, yellowing issue. Okay. Because the earlier models, they used some kind of chemical uh, in the paint, and that's what actually caused them to yellow so prematurely. Uh, these ones shouldn't yellow if they're not left out in the sun. But if you look at the front part where the controllers plug in, you'll mm. still see a bit of yellowing around the actual controller plastic part. Yeah, it's like a different plastic there. Yeah, they didn't change that. He was telling me they pretty much all sort of yellow in some way around the controller plug-in. But he took it all apart, cleaned it up. He said it's perfect on the inside, works fine. So I'm really happy I got that. I finally have myself a Super Nintendo. I think it's a good price too. You got uh, you got two controllers here, power and uh, video hookups. Nothing fancy for the video hookups. No, nope, just the standard hookups. Uh, wait a minute. How many controllers? Oh yeah, just two. And what are these games? Was uh, those were doubles that he had that he just gave me. All right, so we got Donkey Kong Country. I've been wanting to play that. And, uh, oh, sh yeah. Castlevania 4. The good one with the whip that you can twirl around. Is that when the whip started twirling? Was yeah. 4? Was it? Well, you can do that in 4. Yeah, when did they start that? Could you do that in 3? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't, I don't remember if I even played 3, to be honest with you. Uh, oh, Jesus, Star Fox. Yeah, but which one? Says Star Fox Super FX. This is this is the Star Fox game, isn't it? For the SNES. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Wow. I don't know. So, uh, oh, and then uh, Super Mario All-Stars. Which has all Mario Bros. games on it, eh? Is that so, what this says? Couldn't tell you, man. What have you, what have you been doing? How do you not I know? Just, I just got that shit today, and then I had to pass out. Well, it does. <laughs> you had to pass out. I can see on the label it has uh, at least Mario 2 and 3. I can't oh, I didn't even look. I'm just happy. I, I think that's a good start to my NES Super Nintendo collection. For the label snobs out there, all the labels are joke and dish. And we got uh, the cover on the bottom of each one. I'm just surprised he had those in doubles. And he just gave them to you. Yeah. Well, I'll give him something for it. I'm not well, going to give him something. Uh, we'll have to test this later. Maybe. It's been a while since I played a Super Nintendo. But in him bringing that to my place, I ended up losing uh, two games of mine that I thought were mine, but I guess not. I lost my uh, N64 uh, GoldenEye cartridge. I thought I had bought it, but he says he's the one that bought it. Oh, come on. And I lost my uh, PlayStation Resident Evil 2 discs, which I thought I had bought, but I guess he said he bought. And I can't remember, so I, I wasn't going to be a dick about it. <laughs> no, now he's bringing you a giant package like yeah. this. Well, and he came over to help me move some stuff, right? So 
So great. So if anyone out there, I'm on the hunt now to uh, replace my Resident Evil 2 for PlayStation. And uh, if anyone's got a boxed golden eye, I'd be willing to buy it off you. Well, there it is. So. All right. And then he's looking at my collection and uh, obviously not as impressive. Though I think I have more than him, just not as... Uh, He's got some really nice Super Nintendo games. So anyway. you're, you're going to have to start buying Super Nintendo yeah, Add it to the list, man. Add it to the list where I've got no more money and whatever. So that's why I, I'm not actively, you know, I, I've never had the Super Nintendo. And I kind of would like it now because I never had it. But I don't have that uh, nostalgic draw. To, I just want it because I'd like to try it because I never had it. But... To start collecting those games, man. I would rather, if, uh, you know, talk uh, Kevin into helping out and, and modding that Xbox and play some Super Nintendo on there, wouldn't that be goddamn fabulous? Yeah, uh, Kevin, we have uh, two Xboxes that need to be modded for us. Well, one, one first. Let's just well, get, you have uh, to do both at the same time because uh, that way you just two for one. And... Uh, so yeah, we're we're throwing it out there, Kevin. We <laughs> it's like the we, ha we haven't heard back from the last time that we brought oh it up on air. Once that thing's modded, ay ay ay, all of the possibilities are there. What do we got to do, Kevin? What do we got to do? Yeah, I don't know. Does he have the thing that has all of the stuff? He's got everything it? to set it up. He's got everything to go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah son of you a want bitch. to build a play with your Brajol? <laughs> He'll do that. Nah, you never liked my technique. Moved away. Oh, is that why he moved away? <laughs> he did not like your technique uh, massaging him? No. Uh, anyways, that's what I'm. That's where I'm going to play these games at one point in my life, oh boy. Yeah. That way I don't have to spend so much money. Let's All do right. it, Kev. Are you going to look for these games like this loose in a cartridge, or are you going to need the whole... Uh, OCD, man. You got to go boxed. Got to go complete mint in box. Ay, ay, ay. My only saving grace is, I, is I'm not doing the Transformer thing where I'm, I'm trying to get sealed ones, which is ridiculous for video games. Yeah. So You're going to put the whole tranny thing on the back burners with. Well, I'm going to alternate. I think I've decided. So I've got those uh, four Nintendo, those four NES games coming. I should get those this week. And then I'll pay those off, and then I'll buy a tranny, and then I'll pay that off, and then go back to video games. So it's going to be an even slower process, but I'll get there. But really, I'm only going to buy them if they're a deal, right? I'm not paying premium prices. So, you know, and I prefer to buy from uh, Canadian uh, sellers which is where I got these last four games from because they put them up in Canadian prices on eBay. Yeah, that kind of worked out for you. Eh? It was in Canadian prices <coughs> and the shipping wasn't well, crazy. It was, and but at the same time, I still, the prices of those games were uh, I don't know. They were acceptable, but they weren't like, you know, oh, you got a deal on them, right? Yeah, no, they're still pretty retail. But they but were complete in box, and the boxes were mint, and 
everything else looked to be pretty mint, so I guess it's a sort of a trade-off. I'll see when I get them how good they actually are, but um, and if they're shitty, then I just, I'll never buy from that, that seller again and leave it at that. Hmm. All right. What are, you, what are you looking for? What are you in line for? Nothing. Let's shift this over to you. No, I'm not looking for anything. You uh, beat off lately, anything like that? Fall asleep while you're doing <laughs> no, it? No, never. No, I say my prayers and I drift off to my heavenly abode. No uh, memory bank action going on there? Memory bank action? Yeah. No, nothing too exciting there, you know? I think of uh, my coming-of-age movies like Super Bad and Losing It and uh, Detroit Rock City. That's what you beat off to? <laughs> That's weird, dude. Listen, why don't, why why don't you we, just be uh, honest and tell people what you do, man? Why don't we start the show? Get this thing going. Okay, we can't only, have these long freaking episodes. We anymore. only got twenty minutes left. People are going why crazy. Why starting the show? People are going crazy. Like what? This SDC pod supposed to be an hour? Yeah, and they have been Popping roughly an hour. Ninety-minute shows. All right. Well, let's do this one, everyone. Okay. Welcome back to another episode of STC Pod. You are listening to episode number fifty-eight. Yep. Believe it or not, I'm Joe, and with me uh, is my co-host Bill. Yay! Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, if you're just checking us out for the first time, I'll give you a brief rundown. We're a free-form conversation show where Bill and I basically riff back and forth on anything and everything going on in our lives, ranging from like movies, video games, TV, uh, family. You name it, we've probably talked about it at some point. Uh, you can find us and follow us in the following places. On Twitter, at SDCPod. That's the account that Bill handles for us. You can check me out on Twitter, at ACDecepticon. You can check out our website, which is www.stcpod.com. You can follow us on YouTube, which is youtube.com slash start to continue. You can check out my blog, which is angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. That's where you can also find my Transformers and Beer podcast. And you can also find SDC Pod on iTunes and Stitcher. And now on with the show. You know, I was going to tell you, uh, not only did you forget to get me something for our 50th oh. anniversary. Uh, Hold up. And you can also find us on www.cartridgeclub.org, along with many other fine podcasts and blogs. Yeah. Continue, sir. Uh, you know, you forgot to get me a present for our 50th episode. I did a little bit of research, and, you know, we rolled past our one-year anniversary. That actually happened on October 15th. One really? year of podcasting. Hmm. And uh, I look back. Uh, what? Well, you can thank me for this uh, wonderful year that we've had. Yeah, I can thank you. All right. Uh, those first couple of weeks, man, we were pumping out three a week. <laughs> what was happening there? Well, some people put on more than one show a week. We were, we were going gangbusters. Yeah, I'm afraid to go back while. and listen to those shows, to be honest with you. Well, can we say we have some uh, good news for the people who want to hear those early episodes? Go ahead. Uh, they're probably, very soon, at some point, possibly, if we get going and Joe does some effort, they're going to be... All available on our new podcast hosting service, Podbean. We're now a member of 
Podbean. So you'll be able to find our podcasts on Podbean. All of them. All of them. Well, there were some problems uploading some early episodes, so we have to manually do it. Uh, so they'll be there eventually at some point as well. You can still find us at Podomatic in the meantime, but for a short amount of time only. That will service will be ending December-ish? End of December. And good riddance. Potomatic has to get their act together. It's ridiculous. Good riddance, that's stink pile. So, yeah, until uh, mid-December or something, you'll find our podcast on both services. And uh, we will also be, uh, we'll have to resubmit to iTunes for this new Podbean feed. And if people want to help us out, it would be uh, when the new feed comes online on iTunes, if they could throw a quick uh, review on iTunes, apparently that really matters. So with this fresh launch of the show, just throw a couple sentence review on the iTunes for our, uh, it'll be STC pod on Podbean. So that'll be cool, man. Take two seconds, get that out there. Right? That's a great idea. Joe would appreciate that. Joe would be less angry. Good idea. I don't know if that'll happen, but. Ah, take a second. At some point. Throw a quick review out there on on the iTunes for us. Those of us that use iTunes. I don't even use iTunes, so I don't even know where you put the review. Uh, I forget how I set us up on it, so I'm going to have to relearn, and maybe at the same time I'll put the Trainees and Beer podcast up. Anyways, we'll let people know when, when things are actually roll, rocking and rolling. Can I uh, bring up something that you and I had talked about? Uh, hmm. And no, it's not that burning sensation you have. Seriously, get that checked out. Mm. Um, you remember how you and I talked about uh, how I tried to fix your NES and that I wasn't able to do it, and it's probably your 72-bit uh, pin? 72 Seven pin connector. connector? That's what I said. Bit pin connector. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my brother actually brought that up today. He ordered that one you had mentioned to me. Oh, yeah? Where it's the... Uh, complete uh replacement for the the pin connector and that unit that you press down yeah like the whole carriage yeah you just replace it and then you, so you just push your cartridge in and then it's sort of like a z where it connects down into the unit and the, you no longer have to push your nes cartridge down uh to secure it right so he's ordered one and then he's waiting on it to arrive that's cool yeah some kickstarter thing well right? no it's out there like I don't know if it's a now? Kickstarter program that did it. If he got his from arcadeworks.net. Hmm. And um Maybe that's where I saw it from. I can't, I thought it was a Kickstarter thing, but maybe it's uh Oh, here it is here. Okay, well, yeah, it originally was. It's uh the Ultimate and Nest Connector Repair Part, a project that was launched successfully on Kickstarter with nearly triple the amount of the fund amount. It's bought, finally been released. Uh, with both the successful redesign of the original Nintendo console cartridge carrier slot, this repair part for the original NES supersedes all previous attempts of repairing the 72-pin connector. Uh, so yeah, arcadeworks.net. They have a price of $25 on there. Oh, fuck. Well, I'm definitely doing that then. I don't need Kevin's help for that one. So yeah, I'll, I'm not going to put that on my original one that I have, 
because I want to keep that original. But uh, and to be honest with you, I'm not even sure if I've got that blinking light issue on it. But uh, the shit unit that I used to play or try to play with, uh, that one I would just completely replace. Well, let's go in. Maybe we can save on shipping if we get two. Sure. Yep. I'm not even sure where this comes from. I'm assuming the States. So, uh, yeah, we'll do that. So, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Wow. <coughs> yeah, right into the mic. People appreciate that. Respect. Hmm. So, he already ordered it? Yep, he's waiting uh, on it to arrive. Shit, it's too bad he couldn't do three then. Well, I told him, next time you start doing or checking stuff out, let me know. And if it's anything I think that you're interested in, I'll let you know too. Yeah, man. All right, cool. Uh, you want to move on to uh, what? Real business? You got real business to talk about? In the pop culture area? You got stuff you want to get uh, off your I chest? Found, I found this interesting. I, I'm always uh, fascinated by movie openings, and uh, especially if I'm interested in the movies. But uh, apparently uh, James Bond and the Charlie Brown gang have re-energized the North American box office by having a fantastic start to their opening weekends. Yeah, it, it, you're right. It was a fascinating opening because I think, although the Bond film did great, I'm sure it's a little bit soft to what they thought it might be because Snoopy came on so strong. Well, yeah, it, uh, Spectre, which is the new James Bond movie, launched to $73 million, the second biggest opening for any film in the iconic spy franchise, and one of the top showings of the year to date. Uh, still, some had expected the tentpole to approach $80 million domestically. Uh, overseas, Spectre also dominated, grossing $117 million for a global weekend take of $190 million and early worldwide total of $300 million. It placed number one everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the Peanuts movie, looking to launch a new family film franchise, opened to $45 million. Uh, solid start considering newer generations aren't necessarily familiar with the late Charles M. Schultz's famous comic strip. Uh, overall revenue for the weekend is expected to clock in at 162 million. Uh, blah blah blah. Yeah, I'm happy to see a new Peanuts movie. I have nothing yeah. against it. James Bond. Uh, James Bond's 24th trip to the theaters couldn't match the 88 million domestic debut of Skyfall in November 2012, a series best, but beat the openings of Casino Royale, which was 40 million, and Quantum of Solace, which is 67 million. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure they didn't expect Peanuts to come on so strong. I'm sure they were looking for more like 90 mil, especially when it opened uh, earlier in uh, the UK. They pulled in uh, 15 mil in their opening weekend, and for uh, yeah, I don't know Britain if uh, pull that it's in sort of weekend, a different audience in a sense. Um, I'm a fan of both. I'm a huge Charles M. Schultz fan. Grew up reading all the the mini books and all that stuff. But I think the audience tank would have been a little bit different. Um, where was this here? I was going to say something. I was going to read something. Yep. Well, you can't memorize all this knowledge, can you, son? Hey, all comes off my Slip head. Sit back. Let me school you. Oh. Uh, Skyfall, Sam Mendes returned to direct Spectre. <coughs> um, Christoph Waltz joins as the villain. 
bunch of other people or as new Bond girls. The film earned an A-minus cinema score from audiences, although it received the worst reviews of any Bond movie Craig has appeared in. Oh, really? Uh, Spectre played heavily male, 62% and older, with 75% of ticket buyers over the age of 25. The tentpole cost at least $250 million to produce, uh, so it's going to need to do sizable business at the box office, uh, roughly around $900 million plus by some estimates. Skyfall ended up grossing $1.1 billion in all. Yeah, I, well, I think it'll be fine. The Peanuts movie cost just under $100 million to produce, and it coincides with the 60th, 5th anniversary of the strip and the 50th anniversary of the classic TV special, Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, apparently, it was a, f- a family affair as Schultz's son, Craig, and grandson co-wrote the screenplay with someone else in agreeing to hand over the film rights, which apparently was a coup for Fox, the Schultz brood was insistent on retaining a certain amount of creative control. Yeah, it's it's another Peanuts movie. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's going to be fantastic. Deal. I've been hearing nothing but good news about it. It's not like they're changing it or they're taking it away from us to reboot it. It's not like J.J. Abrams is wiping the Snoopy character off the map. It's it's another Charlie Brown movie, and we should be happy to see it. We should be thankful we're getting I this. will be buying that on DVD when it comes out. I can tell you that right now. Well, why not take the take the chillins to the theater? I will. I'm taking a little guy to a movie in a few weeks for his birthday anyway. Um, so maybe I'll wait a little bit and then do the Charlie Brown one, just me and him. Wow. Cool. Um, yeah, and just the basic story for the Charlie Brown thing is the uh, story follows Charlie Brown, Lucy Linus, and the rest of the gang as they embark on an epic quest while Snoopy takes to the skies to pursue the Red, Red Baron. So not, like you said, nothing new from the comic strip. Yeah, we're getting another uh, Charlie Brown special, that's all. And it, and this it happens to be rendered in 3D, you know. Yes. So whatever. I'm excited. Is that it for the reading? Uh, yep, yeah, I think so. I was gonna say, uh, with the uh, movie coming out, they've also started a James Bond comic book from uh, Dynamite Comics. I think uh, I think issue one is out now, and it's. Um, very closely follows, you know, Ian Fleming's work. Um, this James Bond is like fully formed. It's from the middle uh, to late era of the books, of the Fleming books. So it's not like he's a new agent trying to feel things out. He's he's had uh, experience, and his weaknesses or or you know coming to light to uh, to not help him along, I guess. So. Um, did you know there's another Frankenstein movie coming this month? Well, I was wondering when one was going to be coming out because I'm thinking we need another one. <laughs> well, this thing is like a sneaker. I had no idea it was coming. It's called Victor Frankenstein out November 25th, starring uh, James McAvoy and one of your dudes, uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter plays uh, Igor. Really? to reference the Young Frankenstein movie, if you needed that reference. Huh. <laughs> so, yeah, serious take on it. Uh, I don't know. I saw a, a quick clip on the interwebs tonight. Thought I'd mention it to you. And well, I'm not crazy about the McAvoy one, but uh, uh, what's his face? 
I'd be interested to see his performance and his take on it. Yeah, it's it's I guess a different take on it. I don't know. Um, and did you hear about Halo Five? It's opening week. The kind of moolah that sucker took in. Uh, now that they all, is this obviously including all pre-orders and all that? Is mm, that how that works? Yeah, I guess so. What did it do? Maybe I'm not sure. Anyways, the number I have is 400 mil for the first week. Is that good? I wouldn't mind that. That'd be some good cake. So that brings the franchise, the Halo franchise, up to uh, historically $5 billion in revenue. Do you have any info on the previous Halo, how that would? No. No, why not? Because <laughs> what? Maybe you should write some shit down like I do. Maybe you should print out an entire article and, and read it. this way you can be prepared for, for the listeners. I'm sure other people listening had that same question and now are disappointed <clears throat> by you having lack of knowledge on it. And, uh, of course, we should mention quickly... We could play Halo on the Xbox if uh, Kevin fixes it up for us. Yeah, arcade versions, eh? Imagine that. That'd be something. Um... We should mention there was a there was a couple uh, couple of deaths in uh, the entertainment industry. Gunner Hansen, you know who that is? No, really? No, look. I've got no idea who that is, dude. Gunner Hansen, give me a hint. Drop he, me a bone. He liked chainsaws. He liked chainsaws. He liked chainsaws. Yeah. So was he the guy who played uh, horror movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Chainsaw on Elm Street. <laughs> what was it called? Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the dude. Oh, yeah. He's the dude. Hmm. People went running from the theater when that first played. It was so terrifying to them. As well, uh, a name that you will recognize, uh, George Barris died. Yeah, I heard about that. So he created some crazy automobiles for the film industry, all kinds of stuff. Namely, Batmobile, all the Adams family. Uh, well, speaking of Adams family, the guy who died. played uh, Lurch family, died. I mean, uh, the other one, Munsters. I mean, oh. Munsters and uh, Kit. Uh, sorry, what were you saying about the Adams family? Or no, who's what? What about Adams family? Munsters. Adams family. Hmm. He was in the Adams Family, Lurch, right? Lurch was, yes. Yeah, he family. passed away too. Oh. Which one? From the movies or like the original no, series? No, it's series. He'd, he, that, he'd have been really old, wouldn't he? Yeah. Well, they've been talking about it on the news. Oh. Maybe you should print out that article. I'm no, I don't care. Facts. I'm only bringing it up because I saw it. Okay, and... Because uh, you only what? Take facts? <laughs> yeah. We also have to say how awesome... The Ash versus Evil Dead series is, and uh, well, I told you you'd like it. For some reason, you were doubting it. I'm shocked you're watching it with me, but it was. Well, uh, you know why? Because I care and try to show some interest in some stuff that you like. Oh my god! Unlike you uh, ignoring everything that I'm interested in. Anyways, if you're a fan of uh, the Sam Raimi feel and the Evil Dead camp, uh, and you've been waiting for something like this man did it ever pay off that first episode was just a gift to the fans it was a complete gift it just gave and gave and gave second episode was not as great 
because uh, Sam didn't direct the second episode, but it was still pretty good, I thought, eh? You even enjoyed it all. Who eh? directed the second episode? I'm a little upset that you don't didn't appreciate it. What's that? I said, who directed the second episode? I'm a little upset that you don't appreciate I it. Can't, I can't remember her name. I think it was a woman. Her name? Yeah, I think no, so. No, it was not a her. No? Who was it? It's from a TV show that we enjoyed watching and just has recently finished. The name, it didn't ring a bell to me. Michael J. Bassett? Hmm. Why? What's he direct? Strike Back. Really? Yes. That's why the... That's why mm, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, okay. Wow, that's why that's... there is that one certain bloody scene uh, in the episode that w- w- went so well. That was his main idea for that. Well, that's completely same different thing. genres. That's awesome that he can... Uh, okay, that goes up another notch in oh. my book then. Still not up to Sam Raimi standards, but he still... No, because he made it... Okay, whatever. He still directed it in the manner of Sam would. Like, it had the uh, all the cues that an Evil Dead, uh, you know, image should have. Anyways, I, I'm glad you're watching with me. It was super fun. People got checked. And it's, like, R-rated. I was a little shocked at the hard R on it. Was there? Yeah. Oh. Was there? Holy man. I wasn't. Uh, I didn't f- feel that I needed that. Aside from the the blood and gore, it wasn't even blood and gore. Just blood spraying all over. There was language. Never heard Ash talk like that before. And there. What did he say? <laughs> and he got uh, some business done in a in a crappy bar bathroom. If you. Remember. Oh, you're, you're thinking the first episode still? Okay. Yeah. Even the second episode, there was the swears, which I I'm not used to Ash. I think uh, he just said bitch. Crank it up a notch. Maybe, uh... What, tell me what he did said. Did you drift away at that point? Is, tell me what he said. Or <laughs> Say it on air. Watching, uh, sitting with Joe watching a horror franchise is interesting because he will turn away uh, at uh, I'm not the ashamed. suspenseful bits. I get scared sometimes. <laughs> you should see him in movie theater. I'm the guy who's like leaning against, he's got his elbow on the armrest and then <laughs> leaning his head against his hand and then I'll slowly put my eyes behind my hand and, uh... Close them at the scary part. I don't care. If you don't get scared, then what's the point of going? It means they're not doing their job. Yeah. I don't know. There was a lot of F-bombs in the episode. I don't remember what particular Really? I'm, I'm totally one. desensitized, I guess. Yeah. All right. Bam. Boom. Done. That's it? That's all I got. Oh. That's all right. enough. I'll wrap the show up. All right. Uh, thanks tell, for listening. Tell the good folks where they can find us. Really appreciate the listeners. Appreciate. Really appreciate. Find us on Twitter at STCPod. Uh, that's uh, written in my voice. If you want to hear from Joe, he is at AC Decepticon. And you can take a look at our website. Uh, I have a recent blog out there about a wacky TV show called Emergency. Find that down the list a little bit. Uh, we're at STCPod.com. And uh, YouTube, what's the YouTube business there, Joe? YouTube.com slash start to continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why you make me uh, keep going here? This is this is your spiel. Uh, uh, I said it the first time. Oh, boy, what else? Uh, you can find us at iTunes and Stitcher. You can check out the website, stcpod.com. Check out my site, angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. 
And like I had said previously, you can find our podcast and blog, along with many other fantastic shows and write-ups on www.cartridgeclub.org. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you can start switching over to the new host at some point. Um, we'll let you know. Yeah, we'll let you know. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks a lot, Joe. Thanks a lot, Sweden. And post and post. I think we're alone now. It doesn't seem to be.